Hello and welcome to another episode of the Verb Moto Broadcast. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. This is a very special episode of the broadcast because this particular guest was posed by request by one of our great sponsors over at Racetech. Chris Riesenberg, the voice of reason himself, from Racetech, said, you gotta get Matt Burkeen on the podcast. So checkers, this one's for you. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Racetech. And especially this particular guest is definitely brought to you by Racetech because checkers called me like a week ago and said, make sure that you get Matt Burkeen on the podcast. This is a specific request from Checkers to have him on the show. So Checkers, here's your interview. Sorry it's a week late, but I thought we'd have just a little bit more to talk about for this particular episode. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. I'm on all of these episodes, this being episode 940 of Big MX Radio. On the podcast for the second time this year, uh, he is an absolute gem to have on the show he's a great interview great person and maybe one of the funniest follows on social media so if you're not already following matt burkeen grow up welcome back to the show matt burkeen how's it going brother going great now that i'm back on big mx radio how you doing my good man not doing too bad not doing too bad my friend i'm really enjoying having you on the show our our conversation off the air is is legendary our, our conversations on the show equally as legendary but with a lot less profanity um <laughs> you yourself uh you're, you're you're a hero among men Matt I'm not sure if you really fully digest and understand that for so many people who mix gas haul ass and still hang on to the fact that you can ride a two-stroke in professional motocross and supercross and 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 fly that flag uh you represent those people you represent me for all those people who uh who love to see that nice tune pipe uh curling around the engine that expansion chamber that just looks so awesome you fly the flag for those people you do it in the outdoor nationals you do it quite well my friend how's it going yeah i appreciate it it's uh it's honestly kind of a dream come true to to be able to build on what i did last year and last year we did seven nationals and this year um i had originally planned on starting at thunder valley and doing i think eight of them i was going to skip southwick and then do all the ones from thunder valley um and then i've I've been having a lot of issues this year with uh just like my my body and injuries and just all kinds of of issues um just all around really so um i kind of about made the decision to not race just because of everything that, that had been going on and then actually my girlfriend and i we were sitting down watching the um i think it was nashville supercross where just all kinds of people got hurt and by the end of the night as many guys had, that had went out i was like shoot like i gotta at least give this a try so um i got about two and a half weeks of training in and hit the road no choice <laughs> Yeah, load up the pickup truck and uh, just go out and do it. My first question for you, Matt, is why haven't you had anything for Jet so far? Um, I, I feel like the only hole in your game right now is that you haven't been able to beat Jet Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. He's he's a rookie. He's just now coming up, so I, I don't want to like immediately shatter the confidence, so I figured I would let him get off to a decent start before I really show him what we're made of, but um if i'm actually being completely honest i i just don't know if i have what it what it takes to run with jet on the west coast but i think once we get east i think 
I think the 18 might be hearing a little bit more uh, two-stroke noise, and that may or may not be whenever he's lapping me, but that's neither here nor there. I, I do appreciate that when they, they when he does come around to uh, yeah put you a lap down and the misery just a little bit be, a little bit for you um, yeah you hear that ring a ding ding that YZ two fifty and uh, I heard a joke one time from the great Jody Whitesell and I, he asked me what's the best selling motorcycle in North America it's got to be the YZ two fifty said no. It's a used YZ250 uh, because those things get passed around more than a freshman at a frat house kegger. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a beautiful thing. You're, the the bike sounds good. It looks good. I'm sure you've got some uh, some fun plans to uh, to dress her up all pretty uh, throughout the season. Uh, but uh, how's been the bike so far? Like they're they're obviously there's a lot that you can do to sort of bring them to the the pinnacle of performance. Um, maybe not as much as you can with a modern four-stroke, but like, there's just so much knowledge about these bikes. I can't imagine that you haven't been able to put together a pretty potent machine so far. Um, no, it's definitely a good machine, and um, the only bummer so far, like the bike's still um, definitely a work in progress because everything came back um, came together so last minute with the season, especially since I was going to start at Thunder Valley. I thought I was going to have a couple more weeks to be ready for everything, so. Um, the first round at Paula, I actually ended up having her on a stock motor with just, um, reeds and a pipe. So that was a little bit of a struggle. Not, I mean, the start obviously is a struggle all the time, but really just in qualifying with the track being all wet and deep, I really struggled to, uh, was hurting for power out there big time. But, um, between Paula and Hangtown, I ended up um, having a buddy of mine, Taylor Muto, um, put the, uh, my mod head and cylinder back on it, um, for Hangtown and it's running a lot better now. So, um, I definitely think that we're in a better spot with it, um, than we were last year because also suspension wise, um, I have like a, a pretty East coast setup, obviously being from the East coast. And I think it was a little stiff for the West coast stuff at first with the hard dirt. So, um, we've kind of just been making adjustments as we go, but um, I've had some awesome guidance and obviously the race that gold valves are um, obviously up for the task. So I think we're sitting in a really good spot for this weekend. And then um, for Thunder, or excuse me, for high point round four, I'll have my suspension guy, Chris Maynard from Maynard Racing Performance. He'll be in attendance with me. So I'm super stoked on that because he'll be able to help me adjust throughout the day because um, with the stresses and pressure and everything of the national, I'm usually too zoned in to really um, make the proper adjustments on my bike. So I'm super stoked to be able to have his help. Yes, sir. And yeah, you know firsthand uh, the pillows, the comfort, the the joy that comes with using gold valves in your suspension. Uh, tell me that the gold valves was basically the X factor of allowing you to get the power to the ground this last weekend on a very um, like hard pack, a little bit dusty at times, hang town. Uh, that I can't imagine. Like obviously, you don't want it super deep because that's going to rob a lot of it. Uh, power away from that yz250 but uh i feel like the four strokes might also have been hooking up a little bit better on those uh the the blue groove and the harder spots of the track um how was uh how was the suspension at hangtown this last weekend um the suspension was really good um obviously the race tech gold valves crush it um i don't know what i would do if i had like silver or bronze valves or some crap gold valves those are awesome um but the track was definitely um it was a struggle for the two stroke. I really thought I actually was looking forward to the soil at Hangtown Cause I thought that they brought in like sawdust and the rice holes and all that extra dirt. So 
I was actually excited for it to be like softer than Paula, but I actually liked Paula better. They didn't really bring any new dirt in for Hangtown, so it was really, really hard packed and square edged and just pretty sketchy. And obviously, I'm sure it was hard for everybody because you know it's it's motocross racing and 30 plus two in the summer heat. It was hot out there, so it's not really for everybody. But I really felt that I was struggling extra on a two stroke out there because the track was just. It, it was a four-stroke track, just that nice, uh, nice smooth power. And, um, you know, me on the two-stroke, I was trying to let it eat and sliding around, hitting the square edges and stuff. And I was doing my best, but it was a struggle bus out there big time. Certainly explains why uh, you, you, you'd mentioned yesterday that you apologized about not uh, getting back to me at a moment's notice but just for the fact that you were slipping in and out of sleeping, uh, needing to recover from the races. Um, yeah, you were... Like just twisting the throttle and then twisting the the body into all kinds of contorted movements so that you could just get the power to the ground and then yeah bouncing off of all the square edges this that and the other thing racing a two stroke whether it's super deep or super hard uh, I think that's equal parts uh, uh, pretty difficult honestly like I, I don't envy you whatsoever when it comes to that sort of stuff um, when the track's super deep though, I think that's like maybe the, the worst case scenario because like, aside from having the pipe get all kinds of fun colors, the bike's just not going anywhere. Yeah. And that, that's definitely the, the hardest part. Like I know red bud's always a tough one because it's so deep and really the one that I have my eye on for being the hardest one for sure by far is Southwick just cause it's Sandy and I'm, I'm not as much of a sand guy. So I know that that one will be the hardest one for me, but um, I actually, last year I started running the sand tire a lot more and that, that really, really helps, um, give me a couple extra horsepower, um, with the two stroke, just cause I'm not bogging down as much that things just eating and tracking. So, um, I really think with the improvements we've made to the motor package and the bikes since last year combined with running the sand tire, like it's definitely not going to be as good of a 450, but, or as good as a 450, but I think we're in a better spot than last year as far as the deep tracks go. And after riding this California hard pack, I actually can't wait to go to a deep track and lay into that nice fluff. Like I've, I've almost been having dreams about it. I can't wait for it so bad. Fair enough. Well, you're probably hearing that, uh, that engine in your ears when you go to sleep just because, uh, yeah, two motos, uh, 30 plus two, uh, regardless of getting, you're getting lapped or not, you're still out there the entire time. Um, what has been the reaction from the fans? People must love to hear and see that motorcycle. It's, it's such a, a transcendent bike at this point. So many people have put so much time on that sort of platform. Um, and so many great riders over the years. You think of Jeremy McGrath, you think of Chad Reed that have, uh, have ris- raced that bike and, and done some special things with it. Um, yeah, it must be resonating with the fans really well. Yeah, the people have definitely been loving it. And I mean, there's been a couple of, uh, there's been a couple other two strokes out there like KTMs and Huskies, I think, but, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe I'm biased because obviously I'm a Yamaha YZ250 guy, but I just feel like something about the YZ250 is just way more core than the KTM. I mean, they have like fuel injection and all this new technology now. And I mean, I'm basically riding glorified 2005. So I think the YZ is way more core. And I think most of the fans agree with me. Um, and obviously the bike's still up to the task. The thing's still sick. I just, I think that really just shows how ahead of its time it was back in 2005. But um, the fans have been 
absolutely awesome. Um, I know Paula and Hangtown both, there was plenty of sections where I was getting cheers every single lap um, throughout both motos. And that really does help me out because especially second moto, I'm about to die out there and hearing all those guys cheering for me and egging me on, it really does keep me going because I know they're watching me and cheering me on. So um, it definitely helps. Even the sight laps, especially, there's always a lot of cheers and I'm able to take it in because I'm just kind of rolling around checking the track out. So those are always cool. But um, yeah, it's been really fun. I've got um, hopefully a lot of people in Thunder Valley that will be digging it this weekend. I know the altitude's going to be tough, but um, we're ready to pin it. I'm here early getting adjusted to it. And um, I know my, my body has kind of struggled with altitude in the past, but you never know until you try. So we're going to give it hell. Yeah, give her a rip, my friend. Now, imagine if you could, or maybe some of these guys have come up to you and, and let you know their feelings when, just to name a few, Scott Meshi, Chandler Baker, Luca Marcellisi, Ezra Lewis, Colby Kopp, uh, Cody Groves, uh, Max Sanford, and Josh Moseman. Yeah, those guys made it into the, to the, the, the motos this last weekend through qualifying. They didn't have to go to an LCQ, but every single one of those guys based placed behind you in qualifying in fact it was over half a second before you had the closest guy to you those guys are all on more modern four strokes um on, on you're talking about basically a machine that is is damn near 13 years their senior as far as uh, the technology you're on that's got to be a huge feather in your cap got to feel good uh and also got to be a bad taste in the mouth for any of those guys who happen to be qualifying behind you because uh yeah, the reality is like um, like those guys put a lot of money and a lot of time into uh, developing a, a, a lightning fast four stroke, and you're feeding them their lunch. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a huge feather in my cap. Just I mean, for starters, those guys are all great riders. I mean, you take them to a local race or a local track, and they're going to more than likely make everybody look stupid. So, just mm-hmm. to have my name ahead of theirs as, as it is, regardless of the bike, is obviously cool for me. Um, but to do it on the two stroke is definitely a little bit extra. Um, I'm, I'm sure those guys don't love it, but I also have a feeling that, um, you know, if those guys are, are smart about it, they know that more than likely they have a little bit more in the tank for a 30 plus two than me. So qualifying has kind of always been my strong suit. So even though they, even though they probably don't like it, um, a lot of those guys do tend to usually get the better of me in the races. So, um, I know if I was them, I'd probably be probably just be thinking i'll like wait till the gate drops but um i know that as i'm that much less machinery it definitely is a lot harder to do and um it's definitely a lot more rewarding too because you know i qualified 28th this weekend and um you know if you didn't say who was behind me or the person right in front of me i don't think anybody would know but i think a lot more people did know where i was just for the fact of what i was riding Certainly. And, uh, yeah, you spoke about, uh, being a YZ250 guy. Um, like I, I mean this with, with all respect, my friend, do not sling a leg over a 2024 KTM 300 SX. Don't do it. Don't think about it. Don't consider it. If it's offered in any way, shape or form, even to go riding on a, on a random practice day, I got the opportunity to do so this last weekend it was like it, it made me really upset. It hurt my heart um, because that may have Oof. been the easiest two-stroke to ride that I've ever ridden in my entire life. It was, ah, stop it! It was. I'm, I'm getting off topic here. It was. It was very. Uh-huh. It was really special, and I can only imagine how much better it would have been 
with with race tech suspension, gold valves, and all that. It was it's uh, don't do it, Matt. Don't do it. No, so I I actually after last year I was just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do for this year, and I had thought about maybe getting KTM's just because of maybe some opportunity of getting some support, and I tried one last year, um, not the three hundred, just the two fifty, and I absolutely hated it. Really, so I. I've, I didn't like it at all. So I have a buddy, actually, um, a buddy of a buddy that just got a KTM 300 back um, back home in North Carolina. And I actually was going to ride it back to back against my race bike to do a review because mm. I'm not I'm not saying that, that this is how everybody would feel, but I'm pretty dang sure I'm going to like my bike better than that 300. I just I know you said it was easy to ride, and I think that might be part of the reason why I didn't like it that much because that 250 it was almost too easy to ride like it was just so 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 smooth and um obviously it, it had stock suspension on it so that wasn't really a fair comparison yeah but it really isn't yeah compared, compared to my bike i was like there's no way i could ride this like no chance and i just gave it right back okay so let's dig into some of the details of your current race bike what modifications have you made what are you really uh picky about as far as bike setup um, and are there any, like any sponsors that you have aside from race tech that are sort of like, I wouldn't say it's like two stroke specific, but I, I think of like, like whether it comes to like uh, exhaust pipe or, uh, like, are you doing like a, a Tassinary, uh, B-Force reed cage? Like w- what are some of the things that you're adding to the motorcycle, uh, that feel like give you the best shot at putting your best foot forward in a YZ250? So it's actually pretty simple. It's probably a lot, um, a lot shorter of an explanation than you guys would expect, but literally all I have to it is um, a head and cylinder from JMS Performance out of Indiana, and he's always been really good to me. He's He um, hooks me up on the head and cylinder, and then um, FMF pipe, which FMF was kind enough to um, hook me up with a new pipe right before Paula. Um, I actually, the pipe that was on it before, I had to JB weld it for press day at Paula, so huge thank you to FMF for coming through at a perfect time for me um and then the last thing is just the v-force reads and um i paid full price for those so um yeah it's just those four things the head cylinder the reeds and the pipe and you're off to the races i like it my friend like that that's that's if, if that's all you need to do to a yz250 to uh to to put her in the motos then uh, i think there's going to be a few people out there that uh that sign themselves up for that program the other side of that coin is having the skills to be able to do it which you currently do have um how long before we see you uh in the points 450 class not nearly as deep as uh, as it has been in the past um but uh like is, is it crazy to think that uh, you're going to find yourself in and around the um the the Brandon Rays of the world, the Prabulas of the world, the Tyler Stepic, like are we gonna see you in and around there if we get a good start and can pick off some guys late in motos? Um, I'm not sure because um like just just the year I've had and the fact that I've hardly been on the bike at all this year, I actually kinda of feel like my feeling on the bike was a little bit better last year. I do feel like I'm coming back mm. around, but I only have a couple weeks on the bike, but um, you had a nasty crash. You you met a wall that yeah, didn't move. It it was not cool. But um, <laughs> I, as far as how I feel on the West Coast tracks, I would literally say no chance. Can I keep up with Prabula and B-Ray and those guys just because I was so uncomfortable out there? But I really do feel like I'll feel a lot more back at home once we get to like High Point and Red Bud and stuff like that. So um, getting the points, I don't know. Just just how I feel right now feels just a little bit out of reach, but 
I am trusting the process, as they say, and I think I'll get better as I go. Just because I'm so late on my prep, I really feel like I should hit my stride more midseason. So um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. My really, I just wanted to start out small and make sure I was in the 20s first and then kind of go from there. And um, I was able to do a 26 Sakamoto at Hangtown. And although there was a lot of guys out, um, you know, you got to kind of stay in it to – to get the finishes so at least that was kind of a baby step there to, to get closer to that top 25 on a track that i was insanely uncomfortable on so i really think that once i get back to the stuff i'm familiar on i think it'll be a different story but as far as the west coast goes there wasn't a chance in hell i was gonna get points i was super uncomfortable out here <laughs> fair enough well hopefully that's not the case this weekend in colorado Thunder Valley, uh, but uh, yeah, once you get back to, to High Point, I think you're going to hit your stride a little bit. Of course, there's always uh, some uh, some East East Coasters that sort of get injected into the class as well, uh, so you'll be dealing with that on top of all that, but uh, like you mentioned that uh, right off the hop that uh, your your schedule is going to like more than likely not include Southwick. Uh, any particular reason for that? Uh, it's known to be maybe one of the most punishing tracks on the on the circuit as far as being sand and a little bit different, uh, but definitely a track that I think uh, that a, a YZ two fifty two stroke would do quite well at. Uh, why leave that one off? No, so I actually my initial plan was to start at Thunder Valley and then do all the rounds from there except for Southwick. But once I made the decision to come out west and do all eleven rounds, I kind of my saying was eleven rounds means eleven rounds. So we will be at Southwick actually, and kind of the reasoning for that is I don't really ever ride in the sand just because it's a little harder on the equipment, and I don't really have a lot of good sand places to ride around where I'm at. So um, I'm just like not as comfortable in the sand. And then in the past, they've also had the 450B group go first in the morning so they get the perfect wide open track so it's it just there's kind of a lot of factors that had made me leave Southwick off the schedule but um we ended up putting it in there I signed up for it a few weeks ago and I'm stoked to try and let it eat up there and um up in Massachusetts I know that one's kind of on my list as as being the hardest one to qualify for but um yeah if I could put it in the show there I'd be stoked but even if not I'll do the best I can, and, and we'll find a way to, to make use of the day if we somehow don't find ourselves in the motos, but we'll definitely leave it all on the track, that's for sure. Yeah, I'd love, love to see you in all 22 motos uh, this year, and uh, uh, if it ever would work in your, in your schedule, would love to see you up at like a, a Sandalee or a, a Gopher Dunes that's not terribly far from the uh, the American border, uh, something to maybe uh, keep on the calendar for uh, years to come. Yeah, so I actually, I still have got to get a passport for myself and my girlfriend, but um, we actually kind of tentatively have planned to race Unadilla National on Saturday and then hightail it to Walton to race Sunday in the 250 class on the two-stroke. So I'm not like 100% sure on that, but it definitely is in my plan. So I'm really, really hopeful that I can make that happen. It would be really gnarly, obviously, racing two nationals in two different countries in two two days back to back but i also think it would be super cool and i'll be tired afterwards but i'll have the memories forever so i'm into it no kidding yeah put her put her in the motos at uh unadilla and then probably go like uh six seven for fifth overall at a canadian national um totally reasonable uh expectation if you were to come up here and do that um Matt Burkeen here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. Uh, Matt, uh, thank you for making the time. Thanks for checkers for uh, uh, like uh, giving me giving me hell for not uh, having you on the podcast yet. But 
Uh, here he is, Checkers, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Burkeen here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always fun to come on and do this, and I'm glad my boy Checkers hit you up to uh, to get me on here. I'm excited to see him and all the Midwest boys up at Millville. We had a blast last year, even though um, last year it was about a, as tragic of an experience as I could go besides getting hurt with qualifying one out 37, so then my bike breaking last last lap in the lcq and qualifying spot but we're showing up for redemption this year ain't we have we have no choice we're going in the show and we're gonna have fun doing it can i uh can i can i mechanic for you at millville um so unfortunately the guy that (sighs) we had issue with last year he's a lot of he's part of the redemption you know so unfortunately that spot is taken Mm -hmm. but there's definitely plenty of open spots in my pit crew and my posse. My po- we rolled deep, especially at Millville. The crew is going to be deep. Okay. All right. Well, I, I reserve it like I kind of like second tier man friend then. Yes, let's do it. You could be right up there, right below Checkers, because Checkers is top tier. All right. All right. Fair enough. Well, him and I will be uh, vying for your attention at that race. Um, until then, keep yourself safe. Uh, keep that truck completely loaded down and uh, keep the throttle pinned. Um and, and mixing the gas probably are we doing forty to one? We going forty to one with the Castor nine twenty seven or what are we doing? No, nah, so you we're we're actually a classic thirty two to one guy, man. I told you we're core. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Thirty two to one. I like it, my friend. Well, that's a that's a good ratio. This was a good podcast, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up to you a little bit more down the way, my friend. Sounds good. I appreciate you having me, and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. It's gonna be a fun summer. Can't wait for it. Beautiful. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Well, there you have it. My interview with none other than Matt Burkeen, the two-stroke champion. That guy is an absolute fan favorite whenever you hear that two-stroke smoking all the way around the racetrack. He'll be in tough this weekend in Thunder Valley, but we wish him the best of luck. Thanks for listening to the Verb Moto broadcast. Have yourself a great rest of your week. From kids up to grown men Walk through the gates of the coal miner's daughter To make a point clearer than the creek water Who's the best, who's it gonna be In Hurricane Mills, Tennessee Can you feel the adrenaline Dirt flies hypnotized by the wheel spin Hear the crowd, everybody's whistling Line on the field If you can put it all together three times This one week of racing could This one we